2: Most gamblers, when they go
0: to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible! (laughs) Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to (laughs) bet? And we are underway.
3: What up, everybody, and welcome to the Action Network Podcast. I am your host. Chris Raybon, and this is your Super Bowl Fifty Six betting preview. Odds courtesy of BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. I am joined, as always, by my Action Network colleague, the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky. Stuck. What's going on, man? We're finally, finally here.
2: Yeah, the Super Bowl that no one really expected. With Bengals were two hundred to one yeah. preseason, uh, so it's nice to have some new blood i'm um, excited to talk about the game today, share our favorite props, final six pack. It's been a another fun ride. Um, and then uh yeah, I'm excited to just get this game on with the two weeks gets long, man, at the end. <laughs> it does, man. Like it you'd
3: be surprised, I guess. People, you know, look thinking like this is the most exciting game of the year for us. And it is in a way, but in a way, it's just like it's still one game and Uh, you know i love the extra prop markets and we'll get into them a ton but you know it's still interesting because usually we're breaking down like 16 games a week now we've had two weeks to break down one so it's just it's kind of a funny thing you know you always miss it's kind of a bittersweet ending to the season for us i always love breaking down a ton of games but you know thanks to the people that have listened to us do it all year we'll get into the we'll talk a lot on this episode so we'll talk we'll start out kind of talking some of the uh, before the game stuff that you can bet and, and what we're doing there. Then we'll get into our final six-pack of the year, uh, and then we'll really break down the game in depth in terms of what we think is going to kind of play out. Um, but want definitely wanted to give you guys that six-pack early on and also talk some fun some fun bets. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. Uh, a couple of quick notes uh, for you guys before we do. First, if you're new here, please download the Award-Winning Action Network app. It's the top-rated app for sports bettors, and it lets you track every bet that you make. Speaking of the app, if you want to reference this episode's six-pack of picks anytime, just use the app's follow feature. Follow Sunday Six-Pack, where we log our top picks every Friday during the NFL season. Uh, and number three, on behalf of Stucky, myself, and our whole production team here at Action, uh, we thank you guys so much for listening this season. It's been an awesome ride, and we cannot thank you guys enough uh, for listening, streaming, subscribing, subscribing to the podcast this year and as a heads up uh, the podcast will be releasing at least two episodes uh, every week for the entire offseason covering betting action across all sorts of markets MMA uh, Academy Awards which uh, I'll be a big part of uh, the NFL draft free agency all that good stuff so uh, stay tuned for that and thank you uh, again all right stuck. let's jump right into it and again before we do the six-pack I just want to start off by talking about some of the of pregame bets. And I guess the most the most interesting to me, uh, I'll get your take on it, because it is the national anthem. You know, I've already kind of locked in the over. Uh, I thought books kind of released a number too low It's about a minute and a half a little over that maybe 95 seconds. You look back at all the national anthems, and they're pretty much two minutes and over. Uh, with a few exceptions. So uh, that's kind of how my process is. You know, I don't look at the individual singer as much. I just kind of look at where it's been. So curious as, if you have any thoughts on that and what other kind of things you're betting
2: pregame, coin toss, anything like that. Yeah, I don't bet anything pregame. So I, uh, as I said many times, I don't, I refuse to lose a bet before the game <laughs> starts. But yeah, there's been some over money that, have, that has come in on the coin toss. but I mean on the anthem. But they haven't done the, the rehearsals yet. That's always a big moment on Twitter. It'll, yeah. it'll break like someone heard you know the recording of the rehearsal and then they'll there'll be a lot of money so total will move to like where the rehearsal was and then if you can find like a stale number out there you can bet it but yeah I got nothing there uh, coin toss now I'm not betting not lang juice uh, I think you make <laughs> plus 101 I'll bet one side of the coin the more interesting thing to me is going into the game home field advantage which I basically I had I gave the Rams about a half point but you could argue it's nothing right it's gonna be corporate. You know they're they're playing in their home home stadium. It's only happened one other time. It was last year with Tampa. Uh, you know they're playing in their home stadium. There's a lot of familiarity there, but there's no weather. It's two weeks to travel. The crowd's going to be, uh, you know, very corporate and celebrity. The Bengals oddly enough are the home team. Uh, the de- the designated home team in Los Angeles. Uh, you just rotate conferences. So, uh, but I gave them a half point mainly. You know I kind of captured McVeigh in there as well, just like the familiarity. He's been to a Super Bowl before. So just the preparation, avoiding the distractions, you know, he's been there. So I landed on about a half point. You could Easily argue it's nothing. Yeah. I went for a so point. I went for about point two. So, um, but I so, agree. It's, it's somewhere in there in that range. Yeah. yeah so it's not going to make a, make a massive difference on, on, and we'll talk about which side we'd like or not, but one of the, before we get into our six pack with our favorite props, one of the, uh, the angles you like to defer, if you can bet, Yes. The team's going to defer. That's like my favorite prop. Like,
3: so BetMGM, our lovely sponsor, has a prop up for the Super Bowl where you can bet uh, whether the winner of the coin toss will elect to receive or defer. And defer is minus 500, which you know, for people that don't understand these numbers, uh, minus 500 implies about an 83% chance. Uh, you can go to, you know, uh, action networks, uh, betting calculators, and, and kind of calculate that. There's many options online as well. But uh, essentially, I went back and looked at all the Bengals games and all the Rams games, and both teams deferred every single time. Only one of their opponents in coin tosses they lost did not defer. That you may remember was the New York Jets in. Uh, their win over Cincinnati, so it actually My did point, work. Maybe. I think they got a great return on that on that opening play or something too. But uh, yeah, it, it it it's essentially should be closer to like a 99% chance that MGM has it up there at a, at minus 500. I think that's a great way to kind of start the Super Bowl with a win. Uh, it won't be much, you know, at minus 500. But uh, if one of these teams did not defer,
2: it would be the first time all year. But it's basically free money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both of these coaches are are just defer coaches. Like that's just, yeah. Zach Taylor goes on, like, a uh, he's on a week binge, and he just comes in real drunk and just, like, give me the ball. Like, that's pretty much the only way. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. Let's get into it. That's uh, six-pack, <laughs> by the way, tied up. Oh, my goodness. 57-57 oh after, what, 20 weeks. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do uh, – it doesn't really matter. We'll do uh, a point for all of them, and then at the end, we'll think of a tiebreaker. I'll think of one as the show's going on. It'll be, like, names – the amount of yards that this person has some whoever gets closest in case we die
3: yeah that should be but that's good for the listeners i think both of us have been doing pretty good um so again thanks for staying with us and let's get into the super bowl 56 sunday six pack
1: thirsty for action let's crack open the sunday six Pack.
2: That stupid Ravens-Browns game. I'd be <laughs> up and clear of you if they didn't get the back door that I had to witness. Oh, man. Anyway, how long ago game. that feels so long ago. It's tied at 57, as we mentioned.
3: I will start it off. For my first pick and the first overall of the Super Bowl 56 Sunday six-pack, I am going with Samaje Pirine, under 14 and a half rushing-plus receiving yards. The reason I like this number is because you look at P. Ryan, and this is all recency bias. He scored the Bengals' first touchdown in the AFC Championship game. It was a 40 plus yard play that he broke on a screen. Now we're getting this 14 and a half number. It was 15 and a half when it, when it initially came out. So it's come down a yard. But the previous five games, P. Ryan had got under this. And the previous two postseason games, he got in a single touch. Now he averages about four yards, under four yards of carry for his career averages uh, around seven yards a catch. So no matter how you slice it at this number, he's likely going to need three touches or, you know, that's what he would need to, to clear this number. And two of them probably needing to be catches. His receptions prop is one and a half with it juiced to the under. So that tells you, first of all, that, you know, the most likely outcome is he'll get a catch. He's only got one carry in three postseason games, which is one less then the number three back, Chris Evans. It, there's just a lot of things kind of pointing to P. Ryan not being able to clear this, even though he did it last game, as kind of that being an anomaly. Uh, but on top of that, if you watch that Kansas City game, and this is important with the props like this, uh, it seemed like they used up all their P. Ryan plays. Like, he had one play with the screen where he got the touchdown. He had another play in that game. I don't know if you remember, Stuck, but uh, I think Romo called it out. He ran the wrong way. On on a on a play that could have actually potentially gone for a touchdown on like a, a third, yeah. I think it was a third down.
2: And, like, and again, the this is a guy who line got, went one way yeah, and he yes. went the other on a screen.
3: And let me remind you, this is a player, the backup running back, to so one of their best players in Joe Mixon, who in the previous five games had been under this. So, yeah, I think they pulled up some things with P. Ryan to kind of keep Kansas City off guard in that AFC championship game. But I just don't think they have another package to get this guy like this many good looks in the Super Bowl. I think – and it's the Super Bowl. So Joe Mixon's been a workhorse all year. Wouldn't be surprised if he almost never comes out in the Super Bowl. I mean, you got two weeks rest. You're leaving it all on the table. You know, the first game in the playoffs after everyone for the Bengals essentially rested in Week 17, uh, P. Ryan got one touch. So many things to me just point to this under I mean you could I, you know I don't mind the uh, you know if you can get I saw five and a half rushing yards out there I saw nine and a half receiving yards which is kind of the breakdown. you know I don't even mind the unders on that but I think the best way to kind of uh, look at it is you, you're essentially betting under three touches here um, and even if he gets three he's no guarantee to get to, to get to 15 yards. so I uh, love Samaje P Ryan under uh, 14 and a half rushing plus receiver.
2: Yeah, I like this as well. I pl- I played it. I think that there's two reasons why this has value. One, recency bias, as you mentioned. There was, you know, the 41-yard touchdown on the screen. And also his season-long numbers would illustrate that this is a good bet to make on the over. But you have to remember there was about a month stretch where he was splitting carries like 50-50 because Mixon had a hurt yeah. ankle. And if you remove those games over the course of a month and then you just isolate the other 17 games, including the postseason – You know, he averaged right around 15 yards total, reception and rushing yards. But Mixon still, you know, was getting more breeze than usual. And as you said, over the past five, past five games, he's averaged 13.8 total yards. And almost all that came on one screen pass. He's gone way under this number in four or five games. If you remove that one fluky screen, he almost got tackled. He's averaged 4.4 yards per play over this past five games. As you said, I, I agree. I think Mixon is going to get almost every carry, and most of the looks in the reception game probably won't come out. It's a Super Bowl. They don't have to worry about his ankle or injury or next week. It's uh, all out here. And I actually like this better than the rushing and receiving because I think he'll probably get, like, one or two touches. I don't know which, which, which he's going to get. And then this, like, allows for him to, like, all right, if he gets one touch and he breaks it, like, 12 yards on one of the two touches that he gets – this gives you a little more leeway. Yeah, uh, if, exactly. you, if you, you know, if you really strongly about okay, he's definitely not getting a carry. He's going to get a reception. Then you might want to go under carries. But I, I agree. Basically, I think you're just taking your chances here with the fact that Piran's not going to break like a screen again. Which you could you're do essentially it. betting
3: on the five five percent, four to four to five percent chance that Mixon gets hurt in game. Listen, like that's more. That's that's a better way to look at it. Like if Mixon gets hurt, the prop is toast. But if he doesn't. There's there's a really good chance that Samaj P runs not breaking like a 40 or you know any big screen plays for the rest of
2: the playoffs. All right. Well, my prop, my first prop is actually related, so I'll move on to that. My for my best bet and the second overall of the Super Bowl Sunday six pack, I'm going with Joe Mixon over 25 and a half reception yards. So I already built my case saying that I think Mixon is going to get most of the workload here, if not almost every single snap and all the looks in the passing game. Uh, but I like this for many other reasons. And I, I think that, you know, if you look at his season long numbers, you would say, oh, well, th- maybe this number isn't great. He averaged, I think during the regular season, about 20 reception, 19.6 reception yards on 2.6 catches on three targets per game. So you say, all right, well, that 20 yards. But it's been a different offense. And and as we mentioned, he was hurt. He was putting carries. But the Bengals have been much more pass first on early downs and some of that mess in in the Kansas City game. Since about week 13, 14, top five in the NFL, they're also using Mixon a lot more in the passing game as an extension of the running game. So let's look at the past five games, as we just mentioned, one of the reasons why we like Pete Ryan under, past five games – Mixon has averaged 43.2 reception yards, and he's cleared that 25 and a half reception yard mark in all five games, including all three playoff games. Uh, you know, let's look at the matchup, too. So he's going to have a lot of snaps. He's getting a lot more looks. He's, they're pl- the Rams play a lot of zone, and they should be able to get pressure here, whether they blitz or not. It's going to be one of the keys to the game here. Are they going to blitz? How much are they going to blitz? Because Burrow shreds blitz. Rams like the blitz a decent amount, but they should be able to get a pressure regardless. They're going to play a lot of zone. What does that mean? A lot of check downs, dump downs. And the Rams actually struggled to cover backs this year. They were 24th DVOA defending running backs in the passing game. So, uh, you know, one other factor, Bengals are underdogs. So the most likely game state is that the Bengals are playing from behind. And I actually think that that's how this game plays out. And that's how I kind of build a lot of my prop portfolio is I think that the Rams actually – come out and take a lead. And then it's going to be up to the Rams to hold the Bengals back. We'll give our predictions at the end and hold the Bengals from coming back again, as Joe Burrow has done so frequently. So I think that there's good matchup here. You're going to get a lot of snaps and, you know, you might get a favorable game state as well. So there's a lot of things to like about mixing. So you could get this on one, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of, not only do I think you're going to borrow check downs, but if, you know, with this aggressive, pass rusher 13 i'll trying to tee off on burrow design screens to mix in to try and slow down you know donald miller and company so um yeah i like mixing over 25 and a half reception yards i'm the prop square on this i guess i think i've gotten like almost everyone wrong uh in our 76 uh, jimmy jimmy I, g
3: killed you on a four-yard run on a four-yard run at the end <laughs> of the first half i saw that and um, i was like
2: oh there goes that <laughs> almost had boyd boyd comes out in the first quarter cooking and then they just never throw him again but yeah so of course i've gone with an over to start but i really like this one um i think it should be like i don't know closer to like 30 yeah i think 29 ish so, you know,
3: what's interesting is uh, something you didn't even mention is, you know, the health of CJ Usoma, right? Because yep. that's kind of a big deal. I mean, we've seen Usoma be that security blanket. And, you know, when, you know, the, and the Bengals don't weave a guy in a block often. They usually do send five in the route. But when they are weaving a guy in a block, which will happen throughout the course of the game, especially against a team like the Rams with, you know, that can, can rush off the edge. It's, it comes down to either Mixon or the tight end. Uh, and so if the tight end's banged up, I think he'd be more likely to do that. Or if it's Drew Sample in there, you know, e- either way, I think you're getting Mixon out into the routes. You're prioritizing that because he's just a more explosive player uh, at this point than, yep. than any of your tight ends. So, yeah, it makes sense from a lot of different angles. All right, for my second pick and the third overall of the Super Bowl 56 Sunday six-pack, I'm going with Matthew Stafford under five and a half rushing yards. And this is another one of my favorite props because I think it, it kind of lets you take advantage of recency bias and it, you need, you need a little bit of cojones to bet it looking at the game logs. Cause the last three games Stafford has been over this number, which means all 3 postseason games, he's been over this number, but we know that quarterback rushing yards, especially with a number this low, there's going to be a lot of variance that it could change based on one or two plays. So Uh, you look back over the whole season, Stafford has been under this number in 13 of 20 games. So 13 of 17 regular season games before he went over in the three playoff games, but his median is a half a rushing yard this year. Now you look at Cincinnati and you say, is there any reason why you would expect Cincinnati to give up more rushing yards to Stafford than, than his normal median? And the answer is there isn't, you know, Cincinnati's, A zone-heavy team. They allowed the 10th fewest rushing yards to quarterbacks during the regular season. And by the way, 10th fewest rushing yards to quarterbacks, over 50% came from just two guys, Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. So you remove those two guys, and Cincinnati's not giving up much to quarterbacks. Stafford just has happened to scramble in each of the last three games, but he scrambled Uh, in under half of his games over the full season. So, uh, you know, I think this number is just way off just because of, you know, what's been happening in the playoffs and and some kind of variance, but there are outs to this number anyway, you know, Stafford could scramble, you know, for four or five, six yards, maybe even get another sneak for a yard. But as you mentioned, the Rams are the favorite. So the most likely outcome is Stafford's going to get a kneel down in there somewhere. Now it doesn't guarantee it, but that's the thing about Stafford. He could clear this number Without kneel downs like five and a half is a, a high number for a quarterback that really doesn't run at all uh, and hasn't been known to. So I think just like the, the P Ryan screen, you just take advantage of these couple of Stafford runs over the last couple of games and you, you hammer the under here uh, at five and a half again, which is five yards higher than his median over a 20 game sample which is insane. I think the true odds, if, if you're, if you're going to post this at five and a half, the true odds should be about minus 185 to the under, uh, but we're getting it evenly juiced uh, on both sides. So love the Stafford under five and a half rushing yards. And just, you know, Cincinnati's like ace in the hole against the Chiefs was drop eight in the coverage, which, you know, that, that's, that you're just going to have to find somebody open. You're not really going to be able to run as we saw Mahomes mostly ran backwards. So love Stafford under five and a half rushing yards.
2: Yeah, I like this one, too. I mean, I think that the number is more based on his, you know, there's recency bias, and then if you look at his, some of his career numbers, I think if you go based off his career numbers, he's like at six and change per game on average. But he's yeah, but the median will still be lower. The, the median yeah, yeah, still be lower. Yeah, he's also 34 now. And he's on a different team in a different offense, right, with better receivers. Like the Lions, it's just it was a mess at times. So, yeah, I completely agree here. If you look in the 17 regular season games – Forty-three rushing yards, thirty-two attempts, average of two carries per game for two and a half yards. That's yeah, just the, the plain average. It's way under. Without um, even looking at the median. So, yeah, I completely agree. Um, he would have even if you include the three postseason games where he went over because he had fifteen rushes for thirty-six yards, which makes it scarier. But I think that's where you're getting the value. He still would have went under five and a half rushing yards in sixty-five percent of his games this year, yeah. including the postseason. So, um, yeah, and the Bengals Bengals opposing quarterbacks went over this number eleven of twenty times, including the postseason. But they faced Mahomes twice. They faced yeah. Lamar Jackson. They faced uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Like these are quarterbacks that run as part of their repertoire. And that it was only it only really happened eleven out of twenty times. Um, now it only takes two scrambles, and then you know, But you said there's outs too with the knees. So um, I like this as well, and I played it, so I'm on board with you. Um, I'm going to go to let's stay with the quarterback theme and for my second pick and the fourth overall of the Super Bowl 56 Sunday six pack I'm going to go with Joe Burrow over a half of an interception. This is one of my favorite props on the board and like there's let me just explain the case well let's first we'll take a look at the raw numbers for Burrow this year. He's thrown 16 interceptions in 19 games. He set out the finale. So it's an average of about 0.84 per game. And he's been picked off at least once in 11 of those games, about 58%. So you'd say, you know, that's juiced minus 130-ish at a half of an interception. It's not that egregious, but you got to dig a little deeper. And, you know, even though he's averaging, you know, 0.85 per game this year, you have to dig a little deeper for the prop, in my opinion. He's faced a really easy schedule of opposing pass defenses. For example, eight of his 19 total games this year have came against the seven teams in the NFL that recorded single-digit interceptions. So you have to face the Ravens twice. You have to face the Raiders twice, who have just had no interceptions. And if you just look across the board, if you look at the teams who you know create a lot of turnovers, now there's some noise in it. But if you just look overall at the opposing pass defenses that he faced, really easy slate. Now he's going to have to face a Rams defensive finish tied for third in the NFL with 19 interceptions. So they were averaging over one per game during the regular season. They also have four in three playoff games and, you know, in, during the regular season, they had at least one pick in 12 games. And if you include the postseason, that's 15 out of 20 games, they have at least one interception. They're gonna play a lot of zone. I think they're gonna play a lot more too high. You have a lot of playmakers that are gonna be able to get pressure. And there's just gonna be a lot of opportunity for Burrow to make a mistake. And you know, that this is the profile of a defense that can give Burrow. If you look at where all of his picks came from, like oh you had, had a couple against the Bears when the Bear, when the I think he threw like three against the Bears and the Bears were getting pressure. You know, the Packers, like getting pressure, playing zone on the back end. And Burrow likes to throw in the tight windows. He's not going to be able to, like, afraid to throw it at Ramsey. He's not going to be able to, afraid to throw it into these tight zone windows. He was second in the NFL in throwing into tight coverage, tight windows, I should say, during the regular season. And, yeah, he's played in a lot of big games. He's been amazing in big games. And if you, if you include his time at LSU, in winner else games, he's, there's nine of them in college, in the NFL. He's 9-0 with 31 touchdowns and two interceptions. But this is the Super Bowl, and it's not like he was flawless last week in the NFC Championship game. He threw a late pick. He should have threw another one that was dropped. So uh, this is a whole different stage. Um, and, look, people, Burrow's getting all the pub as he should. But, it, I mean, it's not like he's been sparkling um, this, this postseason if you look at his numbers. Some of that he's being held back on his own. But this is no Joe Flacco run with 12 touchdowns and no interceptions to get to the Super Bowl. Um, so, but I, I mainly think that this number is way too low. There's a lot of value in Burrow throwing at least one interception. I also think they're going to be playing from behind, he's going to be throwing a lot. Um, I don't see, I don't see really any game state where the Bengals blow out the Rams. It's possible, you, you fluke turnovers and what, but that would be like the, the biggest disaster for this because, you know, if he doesn't throw a pick early, then you're kind of just sitting on it. And, um, but I think that there's a lot of factors here that point to Burrow throwing at least one interception. Wouldn't shock me if you threw two. Um, the matchup, the number, um, I, I think that there's this is a good bet to go over half-interceptional barrel.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at my projections. I have him for 0. 0.86, and you said he was 0. 0.84 for the season, right? Like that was about yep. his – yeah, so I have him just a little bit higher, and you know, you're saying with that 0. 0.84 came about a 58% chance, so 0. 0.86, you're thinking around the same thing, maybe inching even towards 60%. A um, 60% chance uh, or higher uh, of him throwing a pick. So, yeah, I, I think that's the right play. I think the only thing you worry about is, you know, most inter- most of his interceptions have come against man coverage, and the Rams—that's just not what they do. So, it, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what, um, you know, how long they if they stick with that coverage. But either way, I mean, you know, most teams play a lot of zone, and he's, it still happened with with Burrow uh, more than like almost six percent of the time. So. Uh, yeah, and I think that the,
2: it's also the Super Bowl. It's like, um, so you're you're going down swinging, and you could get one at the end of the half, right, on the Hail Mary. Uh, I think this is a good number. Where are you going next?
3: All right, so for my third pick and the fifth overall of the Super Bowl 56 Sunday six-pack, I'm going with the first quarter under nine and a half. And uh, we've talked about this in the past, but Super Bowl first quarter's... Tend to be lower scoring. Teams tend to come out a little bit tight. You know, offenses tend to come out a little conservative, feel each other out, don't do nothing too crazy to lose the game in the first quarter. And that's translated into these lower scoring first quarters. So if we go back to 1999, you know, there's been 22 Super Bowls. Only eight of those have hit double digits uh, over that span. And these two teams kind of play right into that. You have this season, Cincinnati averaged 4.3 points in the first quarter, and the Rams averaged four. So that's pretty middle of the pack for both teams. It obviously only adds up to 8.3. But you look at them, because that, that doesn't really tell us much if we don't know, you know relative to expectations. So look at the totals this year in the first quarter. Cincinnati is 13-6-1 to the under in the first quarter, and the Rams are 14-6. and six. To the under in the first quarter. So combined, these two teams are 27, 12, and one to the under in the first quarter, which is a sixty-nine percent under hit rate. Uh, I think you're just going to see more of the same. Uh, you know, we've seen even to a frustrating degree. You know, when the Bengals get the ball early in games, you know they'll tend to come out passing on the first play. They've done that sixteen of twenty times this year, and their their early down pass rate has gone up. But we've seen in the postseason to a frustrating degree, sometimes it seems, you know, they'll hand off to Joe Mixon and just kind of keep things uh, or try to keep things on schedule uh, against this Rams pass rush, you know, against a, a guy like Ramsey's probably chomping at the bit to get a turnover. Uh, I think you're going to see more of the same. And then uh, on the Rams side, you know, we know what the Bengals MO is kind of, is, is kind of, let's be conservative. Let's make sure they don't, they don't kill us with big plays. Uh, we kind of saw that a lot in the second half. And I think we see an even more conservative defense early in the game now because of how they got down in that first half against Kansas City. I don't think they want a repeat of that in the Super Bowl. First Super Bowl for Stafford, first Super Bowl for Burrow, obviously. So uh, I just think you have a lot of factors that play into uh, a very similar first quarter to what we've been seeing in a lot of Super Bowls, uh, not to mention the Rams kind of have the perfect defense. You know, if the Bengals get the ball early and have the ball for a good amount of the first quarter, the Rams have the perfect defense, not to give up big plays. You know, they play, they'll play quarters a lot. You know, you mentioned the the split safeties. Um, So I I just think both of these teams are going to start out a little bit slow on offense, or, you know, if they do have success, I think it'll be a very long drive. I I think you still have a good chance of a long field goal drive or, or just, you know, one of the teams making a long drive, scoring a touchdown, but, but taking enough enough of the first quarter that you don't get that second score. So uh, love under nine and a half. You could get a juiced up ten some places. Uh, obviously, that's a key number. But uh, again, you know we've seen sixty four percent of Super Bowl first quarters over the last two decades plus uh, go under ten.
2: Yeah, if you look since nineteen ninety nine, all games, all NFL games, regular season, postseason, average close to nine points. 8.9 in the first quarter. In the conference championships and Super Bowls, you're at about six and a half or two points lower. Is that nerves? Is that a feeling out process? of The last five Super Bowls, we haven't seen any team score in the first six minutes. And if you look at the other quarters, the second quarter, all games, 13.3, conference championships, Super Bowl, 13.5. It's more. All games, third quarter, 9.3, conference champions, Super Bowl, 10.9. You know, obviously you're going to have better teams too, but you have better defenses also. Fourth quarter, 12.4, 16.6 in the Super Bowl. That's why you've seen, I think, 65% of the Super Bowls have more points in the second half than the first half. Um, so, yeah, I agree with this one. Um, I was actually looking, someone brought up a point, they were saying, why did the Rams can't score in the first quarter? What's, what's going on? If you look at some of their first quarter points, but so I went back and looked at their points per drive I mapped out every single one of their drives for their full game and then looked at the first quarter and then I realized that like if you look at the first quarter drives that started in the first quarter all their drives they were right around 2.68 points per drive which is their regular season uh average overall what happened is that I think they had six six touchdown drives this year that started in the first quarter and then scored a touchdown in the second quarter so i think there's a really good chance that that happens too um so don't be surprised if you see that again and that that's skewing like their first quarter. you get a right, you know all you gotta do is who cares where they are they could be at the 10 they could be at the 15 for whatever reason the rams and stafford and you could get nervous here too their turnovers have been in the first first quarter early on Remember, like that the the titans game the the packers game the ravens game um so maybe you see an early mistake that kind of you Know kills a drive, um, and then you be pretty close to home free, so I like this as well. Are we going with third? Uh, for my third pick and the sixth overall of the Super Bowl 56 Sunday six pack, I'm going with Cooper Cup, longest reception over 28 and a half yards. I full admit I stole this from our colleague and friend Sean Kerner when I was listening. To you guys on the prop show and then I dug into it and then I really loved it and I was just as shocked as him that I there was value on a Cooper Cup over yeah uh, I thought they were all just gonna be way inflated but um, cup you can't be stopped there's a reason he broke Michael Irvin's record this year for most games in a season with at least 100 receiving yards including the postseason and he still has one game to go uh, I just don't see much the Bengals can do to really slow him down whether it's before or after the catch. And he would have cashed this prop in 15 of 20 games this year, 15 of 20. So you get this on the deep ball, you get this underneath and then going for 20 after the catch. And he's going to be facing a Bengals defense that ranked 25th in explosive pass percentage during the regular season, despite facing pretty easy schedule of opposing quarterbacks. They even got to face five backups for either all or part of uh Five games of their 17 during the regular season. They faced Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. They faced Bridgewater and Locke. They faced Case Keenum, Josh Johnson, and Mike White. And they still ranked 25th in the NFL and explosive pass percentage. Uh Cup had 145 catches during the regular season, added 25 more so far in three postseason games. It's 170 total. Of those 170 catches, 21 went for at least 29 yards. He played 20 games, he had 21. So he's averaged over, over, slightly over one catch of more than 29 yards per game. And I think with this matchup, um, he's going to have a really good chance to do it again. Um, So I think that this is uh, too low of a number on cup when uh, I, uh, so I agree, I'm going to ride with Kerner and your prop square is going, finishing things off with another over. Yeah, and I like this one.
3: This is, I have bet this as well. It's it's just too well based on the history. Like, you know, regardless of what you think of, of the game and, you know, maybe you think the Bengals can stop the Rams, you know, but Cup, that's the thing. He gets his. Win, lose, draw. Cup is going to kind of get his. And, you know, after seeing that game against the Chiefs and going back and looking at what the Bengals did, which was a lot of, you know, dropping eight in the coverage in the second half, Uh, You think about who's the guy you rely on in that situation. If they, if they have to go to that, if you know, it's Cooper Cup. And if they have to go to that, that probably means that the Rams had success early passing the ball anyway. So it's, it's, it's one of those situations where uh, I think it's, maybe it's not 75% like the past history, but uh, you know, 28 and a half is essentially what the books are saying. The median is. And I think that's way too low. All right, that is going to wrap it for our Super Bowl 56 Sunday six pack. To recap, Stuck is going with Joe Mixon over 25 and a half receiving yards, Joe Burrow over half of an interception, and Cooper Cup, longest reception over 28 and a half yards. I'm going Samaje Pirine under 14 and a half rushing plus receiving yards, Matt Stafford under five and a half rushing yards, and the first quarter under nine and a half
2: points in case we tie yeah tiebreaker yeah. is going to be cooper cup final receiving yards right down your number just whoever's closest Boom. what's that say 98? 98 98 i got 98. 117 okay, okay. Right.
3: that's a pretty interesting range yeah Uh, That concludes our Super Bowl 56 Sunday six-pack presented by Athletic Brewing Company, whose innovative process allows them to brew great-tasting craft beer without the alcohol. From IPAs to stouts to golden ales and more, they offer a full selection of craft brews starting at only 50 calories. With two custom breweries in Connecticut and California, they've created a lineup of styles loaded with accolades, including the 2020 World Beer Award gold medal for their flagship IPA, run wild. With full flavor, low calories, and no chance of a hangover, Athletics Brews lets you enjoy the refreshing taste of beer anytime and anywhere. Place an order today at athleticbrewing.com and get free shipping when you order two or more six packs. And enjoy 10% off your order with promo code ACTION10. That's ACTION10. Cheers. All right, Stuck. So now let's talk about the, the game, the spread, the total. Uh, so we have the Rams favored by four and a half points at BetMGM. It's kind of been flip-flopping between four, four and a half, uh, with the total at 48 and a half. So uh, let's start with the spread stuck. You know, I kind of talked about what I think is going to kind of happen in the first quarter, but just more generally, you know, how do you think each team – what's the strategy for each team? Uh, and ultimately, how do you think it, it's going to end up playing out?
2: First of all, I make the spread around three, so I show some value on, on the Bengals, but it's not a ton – But I might get a little, and and that's the way I leaned when the matchup first came out. I said, give me the points if I can get over three. But I might get a little greedy here and wait and see if I can get a better number live. Because the way that I do see it playing out is I do think that the Rams will jump out first and take a lead. Obviously, there's a lot of noise there, but this is just how I think it's going to play out. And, you know, it might be the preparation advantage of McVeigh. It's also the fact that sometimes Taylor in these big games that he's just going to run inefficiently on early downs and kill drives and then they unleash Burrow in the passing game. But I think that the key to the entire game is the most obvious angle. And, you know, these angles get killed to death, but is can Los Angeles' defensive line just completely take over this game? And, you know, are they going to blitz or not? That's an interesting question, too, because Burrow just crushes, kills the blitz. Um, and, you know, the Rams blitz, I think, 28% of the time during the regular season. Are they going to dial that back a little bit? They should be able to give pressure regardless. But what what does Cincy do? I think that they're going to go empty some. They're going to use Mixon some. Um, but, how, you know, is it going to end up being like Tampa, Kansas City? That would be my only fear if you like Cincinnati, Cincinnati here is that that defensive line just completely dominated and took Mahomes out of the game. Um, so, but I think that Ultimate's going to start slow. Um, the Rams are going to jump out to a lead. You're gonna, they're gonna, you know, the Bengals are going to unleash Burrow. Rams play a lot of zone. They get pressure. They're going to be focused on. Obviously, we focus a lot on Chase. Be interesting to see how much Ramsey shadows him, follows him around. That that's going to be one of the biggest storylines. But I'm, um, you know, in zone you can kind of bracket him. Higgins, one of the props we didn't mention, I think can have a big day in zone here. He's a, we will talk about surprise MVPs. He's a potential MVP uh, if you'd like a long shot, but I think he can have a big day. And then I think Burrow, it's going to be a really exciting game, slow starting Rams take a lead Bengals on the comeback trail. Um, And uh, I say, ultimately the Rams win by three. You know the interesting part about when we're breaking down these games and why I think it's more interesting to look at some of these props and is there's going to be some ten there's going to be some te- complete tendency breakers the Super Bowl, yeah, right. You're gonna there might be a different a completely different formation. The defense might run something we've never seen before. This is the time to do it to win a Super Bowl. Throw out something you don't have on tape. You don't have to worry about next week. Um, so keep that in mind as well. I think the totals pretty spot on. Forty seven, one of the five most important key total numbers. 45 is also really important to think like 24, 21. So if it does indeed start slow, um, I would love to get a uh, over at under 45. Uh, so anything below 45, like if I can get like an over 40, especially if I get like an over, over 43 and a half at some point early on, I do think that the offense will eventually come. Um, and if you look at what this Bengals defense has done, another thing that should could scare some people is – They've had, I think, what, four drives in the postseason where, the, you know, the teams were inside the 10. They either had to settle for or didn't score. Um, they've benefited from a lot of turnovers. So there's – I think that there's some regression coming for the Cincinnati defense, um, but I also think that the Cincinnati offense can have some success if they allow Burrow to do so, assuming the wild card, that the defensive line for Los Angeles, Donald Company, don't completely dominate uh, up front. So, um, yeah, I think it's, there's some intriguing matchups here with some nice star power and uh, some new blood. So I think it'll be a, a really interesting game and hopefully our props can come through. But that's how I, I see it playing out before we get to some of the end stuff with MVP and, and Gatorade whatnot. How do you see it playing out?
3: Yeah, I think the, I think the Rams are the better team. Uh, I still think this is too many points, even with them being at home. I make it around two and a half. Uh, I was surprised that it opened higher than a field goal. I thought I thought the three was just the right number for this game. Uh, I think four is, and now you're getting into four and a half, uh, is just too high simply because the Bengals coming into a lot of these games have looked like the you know inferior team, even in the post. I mean, they were underdogs to the Titans. They were underdogs to the Chiefs. Uh, they won those games. It wasn't pretty necessarily, but that's the point. This team has just been so difficult to put away. And given that the Rams are a team that, they sit back in zone coverage. You know, it's, it, it, they have talent, they have enough talent to do it and, and they can get pressure um, with their front. And so they, they can kind of sit back and, and protect, but at the same time, you still have two weeks to prepare for it. Um, And it's not one of those things where the Rams could or should really be breaking tendency by playing more man or blitzing, because guess what? Cincinnati great against zone, but out of this world against man coverage. So, the Rams are just kind of locked into doing what they do. And I think kind of as you're alluding to, like at some point, I feel like Joe Burrow is going to figure this out. At some point, he's just going to make a play. Like, I don't doubt that the Rams will get to him. But here's the thing. You know, we've seen Burrow get, got, get dropped nine times in a game. He still threw for over 300 yards, made the big plays when he needed to. Uh, they pull out the win. So uh, I think the, the Bengals, it, you know, they've, they've lost by like more than three twice all year. I just think that three was the the right number Um, and anything above that, I'd be looking at, you know, them and they're here sitting here at four. So I already played some uh, at four when it first came out and I'll probably play a little more at four and a half. Um, So, you know, it's that's that's kind of how I see it. I do think that at least the Rams, what the Rams have going for them uh, is they are the better team they, at least their scheme is zone heavy. So that's, that's still a benefit because we've seen these man heavy blitz teams. Just, they just really don't know what to do against the Bengals. Uh, it's, it's just not pretty. I think on offense, it's, it hasn't been talked about as much, but I was really impressed with what the Bengals did on defense in the second half. And I think that's a big key too, because I think we both kind of feel like the Bengals can kind of on offense can kind of crack this Rams defense open at some point in a game, but the Bengals defense has to keep a minute. And We've seen the Rams have some slow starts as
2: well. Um, the Bengals the defense is guys, what's got them here. The Bengals yeah. defense has got them to the Super Bowl, and then yeah, I mean, don't know. hes done a tremendous job with just disguising yes. coverages. They 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 don't really have like here's their tendency, right? They'll if you look at like their their coverages: cover two, cover three, cover one. Like it, it's like all right, it depends on the opponent, which I like for two weeks to prepare, and then they're able to adjust. They showed against the Chiefs, so. Um, yeah, I, I like that aspect as well. Um, and their defense is what, what's got them here.
3: Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the, the second half adjustments for the Bengals, I think they can kind of limit – if they can limit the opening storm, which I, I think they have a good chance of just because we've seen Super Bowls tend to be lower scoring in the first quarter. It tends to affect both teams. You know, So even though the Rams are at home, which is another reason I don't give them a massive home field advantage, even though they're at home, they're still going to be nerves there. They're still going to be all that same stuff. If they could just weather a storm and not get down like 14-0 nothing. Um, you know, I think the second half favors the Bengals and I think it favors them based on the adjustments we've seen them make, um, you know, against the chiefs. I think that was extremely impressive. And I think it, uh, it just favors them because the longer you can kind of stick with the Rams, uh, you know, the Rams can't just get a, a comfortable lead and, and focus on that, you know, that run scheme Stafford's going to have to make plays. That's been the Achilles heel of the Rams. It's just, you know, they're a strong team all over. They're good on defense. They're good on offense. Uh, the kicker's pretty good but Stafford turning the ball over, you know, that, that can, that can kind of shift things because with Burrow, it's already kind of baked in like Burrows had his big games and led this team to where he has, you know, with getting, you know, what is it? He led the weekend sacks during the regular season. He took nine sacks in the playoff game. He's thrown picks. Um, you know, he was, he was one of the most intercepted quarterbacks uh, you know, this season. So that's kind of baked in with Burrow, but you know, the Rams essentially have to be up two scores, probably heading into that last drive. Cause I think it's the same thing. It's like, you know, if the Bengals are down, if the Bengals are down it, there's a good chance they can kind of get a, um, a, a backdoor here and, 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 pull it to within three or something. So there's, there, I think four and a half is just too many points. I, I do think the Rams are a better team for anyone who's betting on a money line, but I think they're just a little bit overvalued. I think you're paying a premium because of it. And everything we've known about the Bengals this year is that they can be the slightly inferior team. And Still hang around and give themselves a chance to win. So yeah, I'm on the Bengals. Uh, but this is this is their toughest test, and I think it's going to benefit McVeigh. You know, be, having been there before. Because I, I, you know, what I kind of worry about with the Bengals, like the Phoenix Suns, uh, what happened to the Suns in, in, in the NBA Finals, where it's like they were clearly the best team. They had like the most upside in that in that series, but they didn't, They weren't tested. Like they didn't. They didn't really struggle. Like they had that one year where they like were in the bubble and they didn't make the playoffs. Where it's like the Rams have had that kind of now that postseason heartbreak for a few years and kind of gotten to the brink and the Bengals really haven't. So that that's the thing you kind of worry about here, where it's like the Rams, they, they, they're less likely to sputter in a, in a big moment. And, you know, so that's why I still give them the edge. I think they're a the better team, um, but four and a half that's as we've known all season long with some of the more disgusting picks than this, it's just tough, man. It's tough in a game like this. The teams are about two weeks to prepare, and they're still relatively even match. So yeah, I think I think the right play is the Bengals uh, on the spread here.
2: Yeah, Barrow eleven and two against the spread in his career as an underdog of three or more points, and uh, the Bengals are six and one against the spread as road underdogs this year. I also think the Bengals. Well, I might just. I'll probably bet small plus four and a half pregame. I'll be looking to add more early, you know, say if they go down 7 nothing, and then I'll be looking to add more if they go down, like, two scores, maybe for – if they're down two scores at the half, or maybe they're down, like, 10 in the third quarter, because McVeigh is also one of the most conservative yeah. coaches in the NFL. So he's going to – like, if they're up, he's going to give them an opportunity where instead of, like, going for it on fourth and one to end it, he's going to punt it back to Bur- – and so that, I think that, that that could end up coming back to bite the Rams as well.
1: The Action Network podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. BetMGM is offering a great sign up offer for our listeners a $1,000 risk free first bet. You just open an account at BetMGM and make your first deposit. Then make your first bet. If that bet wins, the money is yours. And if your bet doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $1,000. It's that simple. To get started, just click on the link in this episode description. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the best features for NFL betting, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, BetMGM is compatible with our BetSync technology, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your Action App. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4,700 in Colorado and Nevada, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to the show.
2: As far as Gatorade, I don't know. I mean, there's blue and uh, there's blue, the, the Rams, and then there's orange for the Bengals. One's plus two hundred, one's plus two hundred. Why don't you just bet both? I can't imagine there'd be another color, but MVP, uh curious to hear your thoughts on that. My thoughts were look, Ramsey at 100 to one. We did an MVP draft. You took Higgins before me yeah. in the MVP draft. I would have went Higgins like 40, 50 to one. My because I think he can have a huge day, a lot of against his own heavy Rams, a lot of attention on Chase. My only thing is, like, it's Joe Burrow. Um, like, he's, like, and it's part of it, it's a vote. Like, it's going to be hard for him not to get voted as the MVP if the, the Bengals win, more so than, like, Cup over Stafford. Like, I could see Cup winning it, but I think there is value in Higgins. If it's low scoring and you want someone that's going to make a play, it could be Ramsey. Like, Ramsey, in that star position, he's around the ball more. He gets a pick six. Burrow's not afraid to throw at him if he's covering Chase. He's going to have opportunity. Like, a lot of times, Ramsey's just not near the ball right in his career i think that he will be here that scoring he as the house no recognition i mean look the same thing could have with von miller and aaron Donald, but they're like six to one and ten to one like yeah yeah i can't pay that for a defensive player um so yeah i guess uh ramsey and and uh and higgins if you like a long shot um and i, I don't mind cup he's just gonna get his and if he does both of the touchdowns i could see him winning it um at what six seven to one any thoughts on the MVP?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, and, and, and I should mention, um, you know, the total, which is for, you know, we kind of talked about it. We're kind of in line with it. It's 48 and a half. 61% of bets are on the over, but 80% of the money is on the under, according to our public betting data in the Action Network app. So the bigger money is on the under. I think if you kind of look at it from that perspective, uh, there could be a situation where a receiver, one of the receivers has a big game, but the quarterback still throws for, like, 250. And if the receiver gets, like, one of the two touchdowns that the quarterback throws, there, there is a good chance that a receiver could win. I mean, we saw Edelman win it without a touchdown in a game against McVay's Rams a couple of years ago uh, in the Super Bowl, just had over 100 yards, had a bunch of catches, no touchdown, low-scoring game. But uh, I certainly love the Higgins call. That that was my pick. He's the guy that, you know, Chase has been great against zone and man, but he's been about – over a yard per route better versus man coverage has Chase, whereas Higgins has been even both ways. And so that just wins to, in this type of matchup, there's a greater possibility that Higgins has a bigger game than Chase. It doesn't mean he's more likely to, but that's why you're getting him at, you know, 45 to one and, and Chase is 16. You also could
2: have the best corner in the NFL, shadowing him. I'm sure there's two weeks to repair. They're going to back yeah. come up with a plan to make sure. So like, yeah, there's a lot of reasons to like Higgins. And then, and he's really good. And, and four of the last 17 Super
3: Bowls have ended with a wide receiver winning, which over 12, it's 12 and a half percent for, you know, all the Super Bowls, but it, that essentially doubles over the last 17 years. So uh, the receivers, I think are, are guys to look at. And I think Higgins is just the best value uh, among them. And then another name I'll throw out uh, kind of, you know, you mentioned Ramsey, another one I like, uh, but here's, a, here's a sneaky one because sometimes and we've seen this with like Malcolm Smith and, and it's a defensive player. It's not always a star. It's the yeah, guy it's who's at the right right place, yeah, right, right time. Place, uh, time. So what that's about? Why,
2: that's why I would go random. The only reason, because there, it is so random with a lot of times with defenders. But that's why I went Ramsey because he does have household name recognition. So he could be around the ball, but he's also 100 to one. So yeah. like, if it's low scoring, it could be someone random, and you know he might be around the ball. and He's 100 to one. That's why I couldn't do Donald like six to one. Like it, he would have to, you like, to force a fumble. You have to get a fumble, and like you, six to one, it's like. Ugh. Here, here's a name. Leonard Floyd, that to me,
3: like, you're going to have focus on Donald. You're going to have to focus on, uh, you know, Von Miller, obviously. And to me, he's just another one of those guys, like, you know, maybe he gets a bunch of snaps on, uh, you know, against those Bengals, right tackle, you know, we'll see how they, how they, what they do with him. They move him around, but he just seems like one of those guys that if Donald makes a play, you know, if, Miller makes a play. If, if they're focused on him, like he could still be that right place, right time guy, whether it's a tip uh, ball, whether it's, you know, him forcing a fumble scoop and score Donald forcing a fumble Floyd scooping and scoring it like just something, you know, he's another one of these guys talented uh, guy on that front that um, is, you know, he's 150 to one. He's still a big enough. He's not, as, he's not a big name superstar like the others but he's still a big enough name to where if he had a great defensive game and a defensive player was going to get it, like, I think he would get voted, you know? So uh, that's kind of a, a again, and these things are random, but that's, that's just a name I, I'll throw out there. Here, here's,
2: here's another name I'll throw out. I might have to put just a couple dollars on this. Yeah. How about Weddle? <laughs> right. Weddle gets a pick six, just a storybook, uh, story alone. Um, they'll be talking about it on the broadcast. Like he, this guy was retired and, He would, I mean, um, I don't even know if you could find a number on him, but uh, I might have to throw like 20 bucks on Weddle.
3: Right. Like Ramsey gets like a tipped a tip ball, and it goes right into Weddle's hands. And like, it happens like twice or something like, and the end of the game, it's like, it happens or something. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, that's, this is what's fun about that. But the way you should approach this, I think is just, you know, bet the values either way, because it's MVP. You're getting such long odds, but you know, I think people are going to skew towards the team they like and bet the players on that team. So if you like the Bengals, yeah, you know, we've never seen a kicker win it, but if there was ever a time for a kicker to potentially win it, this could be it because I think you're gonna need that Bengals defense to step up again, hold the Rams to some field goals, and then you turn it into a field goal game. So like the Bengals have won a 15 to 10 game already this year. You know, like there's there's a, there's a chance that if it's like another one of those games, like what was it, 13 to three the last time the Rams played? If it's another one of those low scoring games, but McPherson makes like you know, two or three field goals from over 50 and like four or five on the game and the Bengals win. I mean, there's a chance he could get it. Cause he's kind of got that hype after, you know, winning, you know, sending them, you know, to, to the AFC championship, sending them to the Super Bowl with kicks. So his, his name is kind of in the, in the uh, the national narrative at this point. So, you know, it's never happened. So I can't, there's no precedent, but again, we're talking about, you could throw 10 bucks to win, to win a lot. So uh, McPherson, if you like the Bengals, I, I would think about.
2: Uh, and one last topic, I'll put you on the spot. This is it for us, and we appreciate everyone listening. It's our last NFL until next year. Early Super Bowl odds. I have to throw this out there. If you're going to look at one team, and I like, I had the Packers one year, got the NFC Championship, I had the Bills. This should the Bills should be in the Super Bowl, by the way. I am still not over that, but I've never had a uh, a future on my team, and I don't know if I'm going to like them next year. But a thirty to one, like you can get them at thirty to one. Has everyone forgot that, like, coming into the year, it was like, all right, is it the Ravens or the Chiefs? Everyone forgot because the whole team got hurt. And you you could buy the Ravens great organization still. Health luck, you would think. They lost their entire secondary, all their running backs, their star left tackle. This team's going to be healthy next year and an underrated factor. They're going to have better draft capital. They got rid of Martindale, who I liked for his, what he did for his time, needed to go. You cannot blitz these quarterbacks in the AFC. All they did was blitz, right? And who are you going against? Burrow. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert—like you can't just blitz the house every play, right? So I think the defensive scheme changes could benefit them. But everyone has just forgot about the Ravens being like an AFC contender because their whole team was hurt this year. And the Bengals, by the way, were the team that benefited from that. And and the Browns dealing with issues as well. So I think the, the the Ravens are actually a good buy at thirty to one. Um, unfortunately, I bought the the Bills like fifteen to one last year, and you see them now—they're at like six seven to one. I think the, the Ravens are way too underpriced for an organization as successful as them.
3: Yeah, they they stand out to me. I mean, I, would, I was going to say the Bills. That's still the team, just because, like, like, they're tested now. Like, they've gotten to the brink. Like, they're going to be that team that's, like, you know, maybe this year's Rams almost, where it's, like, they've always been kind of around these last few years, just haven't quite broken through, and then they break through. Um, so that would be my pick. But, yeah, the Ravens, I mean, they have they have the coaching, the staff in place. They're They're, they're making the necessary changes
2: always nice when you can like i don't i don't homer bet but I, I, I can buy some 30 to 1 on them but uh this ride has been fun again brother looking forward to doing it again next year and uh hopefully we can have a uh a big final game to close out the year yes sir it's always been a pleasure
3: always enjoy the show it helps me uh helps me with my process and everything i do because we always do this you know middle of the week and kind of nail everything down so uh, always enjoy it bro and uh appreciate all the listeners out there and speaking of which promised listeners who We've reviews on Apple Podcasts that we would pick some winners uh, for some free swag. So uh, we have those. The number one is Deep Fleet. Number two is Philly Nuts. And number three is uh, Lastra. So congratulations to Deep Fleet, Philly Nuts, and Alastra. The winners, you can please contact podcasts at actionnetwork.com to pick up your free swag. Again, that's podcast at actionnetwork.com. All right, so that's going to do it for the Action Network Super Bowl 56 NFL Betting Preview Podcast. As always, remember, to, you can find Stucky at Stucky2 on Twitter and in the Action Network app. Uh, you can find me at Chris Raybon. Be sure to check out ActionNetwork.com for all of our betting content. You can also check out FantasyWebs.com for our DFS tools and models Uh, Shouts to all of our producers, Matt Mitchell, Dan Titus, the whole crew. Uh, We appreciate you all. And most of all, we appreciate you guys, the listeners. Thanks for sticking with us all season for the final time. Let's get this money.